Stuck a work alone, my feelings been the winning How I'm dealing with the mind I do next shit I be worried about my business Looking at the analytics, I be worried about checks Shit, your hello name tank has a face horn But I can see that ain't you I can see that ain't you Tryna blow up like a napalm Tryna make a car boom Tryna make a car boom These type of trenches always try me But they never could divide me from my bulletproof fast Shit, and I ain't scared nobody No man got got me, what we finna do next Shit, like oh no Welcome back to the movie Draft House. I'm your host, Mark, joined by co-host Spooky Jeff. <laughs> oh, baby, it's Halloweeny, and you got your favorite weenies coming at you with just oh, it's, a damn it's review of a damn movie. My weenie, your weenie. A Frankenweenie. Frankenweenie. Yep, there we go. All right. Uh, so, uh, would uh, it's we did vampires this month, and we're back with our Halloween special. Going to be taking a look at the monsters, but uh, before we get into the plugs, I just have one question: Is this the scariest movie we watched this month? I'm pretty sure. I'm 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 more than positive that this film evoked a reaction. <laughs> yeah, it certainly did. Uh, but before we get into what we watched on Halloween, we have to plug some music. And this month, blah, 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 this month, music is brought to you by the... <laughs> no, Northwest. <laughs> it's the Charlottesville, Virginia hip-hop duo. Uh, equally opposite. There he is. <laughs> With their with, song push. With their song push. You know, this off-week episode has got me all flustered. I know. You're not uh, used to it. You're I'm not, not used y- to the bonus life. I'm not used to the bonus life. I got to get on Spielberg chronologically for more of that. Anyways, uh, we appreciate Equally Opposite for allowing us to use their music on the podcast. Uh, you can find all the links to their to their social medias, their their YouTube, their t- they're big TikTokers. Uh, yeah, make sure are. you you click the TikTok. Got to uh, check out yeah. their their clean version of Push for when the kids are around. Yeah, <laughs> you know I, I when I heard the clean version of that song, I was like, "What the fuck is this? Who are all these bleeped out words?" And I oh, prompt, they're called I, curse words. Go back and listen to the Uncut Gems episode. Learn all about fuck. Um, yeah, well, I put on the uncensored version, and okay. I was like, ah. Oh, that's better, huh? That's better. That's how we do things in the draft house. Yeah, so, Jeff. Yes. It's a special episode. Yeah, it is. What did we watch today? Uh, what did we watch this week? Well, Mark, I, whose idea was this? I mean. I'm pretty sure it was I, yours, but I, go ahead. Oh, why would I ever voluntarily select and just opt in to sit down and watch a Rob Zombie movie after The Devil's Rejects. Tell me. Uh, Rob Zombie's a he's a credible filmmaker. Oh, credible is the word we're going to use. He is he's a capable filmmaker. Okay, do you feel that way after watching The Monsters? I have a lot of thoughts on this film. I'm glad. I'm here for it. That's why we do this. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Go ahead. I, I, I'm ready for you to tell me. No. All right. So 
we watched the 2022 reimagining of the Munsters, directed by Rob Zombie, written by Rob Zombie, uh, starring Sherry Moon Zombie, Jeff Daniel Phillips, Daniel Roebuck, uh, George Garcia, Richard Brake, and some other folks. And the IMDb synopsis for this film is a reboot of The Munsters that followed a family of monsters who moves from Transylvania to an American suburb. So. Okay. Um, so let's start off with some positives. What? Well, hold on. Before oh, okay. We, but, but, wait. I, yep. Nope. You're so good. Go ahead. this is a reimagining, a reboot, if you will, of the classic 1960s television show, The Monsters. Do you have any uh, experience with the original The Monsters television show? Very, very little. I remember there was a dragon under the steps, which I think they sort of introduced you to uh, in this movie. So, And that is about the end of it i was more of an adams family guy like this is always like budget adams family to me even though this was before adams family I i'm not this that. movie but the, <laughs> the television well, show i at least in the zeitgeist of america adams family was the more popular sure no creepy I, family and i i don't even know like how really accurate that is because i mean i wasn't alive in 1960s you probably were but um, what? You're the gray-haired man. <laughs> um, I, I just I remember watching some sh- some reruns of the show, like you know, on late night television. And I remember well, like, thinking this yeah. show's goofy. Um, and I think that originally the 1960s television show was very it was very goofy. It was a, it was a comedy, sure. But it was also like I don't I, I I don't know what like the target audience was for the the original monsters, but I know it was beloved, and uh, like a lot of like my parents grew up on the monsters, and I remember my mom like wa- sitting down and watching. The Munsters when it was on reruns on television and just like cracking up and I'm just like what's so funny about this Um, so I I mean like I don't know what the target audience for the Munsters was like I don't know why they chose you know kind of Frankenstein's monster and Dracula and just some hodgepodge of other you know monsters I guess to to center a television show around, but it was it was a hit. It was one of the it's one of the most popular popular television shows of all time. I mean, it's popular enough to get a damn movie based on it, filmed by Rob Zombie. Okay, so uh, your your limited experience, my limited experience with yes. the monsters. <sighs> What overall? Okay. Did this film 
do what you thought it was going to do. Holy shit. No. Um, okay. So when I first heard it was coming out, when I, I think you sent me the trailer. Yeah. So this is partially your fault. Yeah, I'll take credit. Okay. You sent me the trailer, and I'm like, Rob Zombie's doing the monsters, and I watch, and I'm like, that is going to be crazy. I'm down to see what the hell's going on here. Now, initially, I thought it was going to be this, like, violent, R-rated, like, monsters, dark comedy that I just expect from Rob Zombie. I did not expect a PG film. Um... And we got we got very PG here. It it's a it's a firm PG. It, yeah. There are like if there's anything that strays outside of it, it's usually innuendo and not directly said. Um, but it it is. You, I don't know why you would show it to your kids. Did you show this to your your daughter? Did she no. watch it with you? No. Hell no. And I wouldn't <laughs> show this to my kid. But it at least is like trying to bring in and be respectful of that audience and i believe rob zombie is a fan of the source material yes it's uh, he credit he credits the months I, I did some research for the podcast um he credits the monsters for his love of horror okay that's cool you know it seems like a weird place to get a love of horror maybe it introduces you Two I mean, more, and then some, you venture out into things that are actually scary. Because I mean, the monsters were never like actually scary, right? Or the but Adam's I mean, family. you know, you get introduced to Frankenstein, you get introduced to Dracula, or the types of characters that those right monsters Definitely. are based off of. I mean, Herman Munster is Frankenstein's monster, right? Um, and then and Grandpa is is Dracula is Dracula, right? And then. The daughter is sort of like a combination of bride. Well, it's not really bride to Dracula. It's Dracula's daughter. But yeah. um, but she's then, bride of Frankenstein, essentially. Don't they, yeah. And then don't they get like kids and stuff later? Yeah. I, I don't really know that much. So this is a prequel, as far as I understand it, to the Munsters TV series. This is how uh, Herman meets his wife. This is how the family ends up in the suburbs and they have to leave Transylvania so it's very much establishing the world. So there's things that aren't in place if you're very familiar with the monsters, like the children aren't there. The monster under the stairs is introduced, but not ever put under the stairs. And that's about all I know about the monsters. Well, and, you know, Rob Zombie, I, I you know, when I'm, I'm doing this kind of research on why Rob Zombie made this movie, it's because it's such a drastic departure from anything Rob Zombie has made prior. Absolutely it is. And in and while that is admirable for a filmmaker, I think. That's what drew me to want to watch it. Like right. it it was gonna be different. Like I didn't even though I was kind of expecting this weird violent version for some reason, it being PG still kind of was like, I wonder what he's gonna do. Because when he doesn't have grotesqueness to fall back on, what's he gonna do? Right. It's like and I think that's what makes a uh, a good filmmaker great is when, you know, you can step outside the established genre that that made you good and do something completely different. I mean, you you go back to all the great filmmakers and they made a, a, a wide variety 
of films spanning genres. Patrick and Loser. Patrick Loser. Uh, you 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 have a podcast on on some guy um, that made, made made a ton of uh, films, and you know everybody, all of the great filmmakers. You put whoever you want up on the the, the film directors Mount Rushmore. And you can say, okay, they made great movies spanning different genres. So, like, I was interested to see how Rob Zombie, even though this is a, it's got its roots in horror, I, I guess. Roots in horror is loose. It's a loose term. Yeah. But uh, but The Munsters is a kind of a, a, a starting point for a lot of different horror films horror stories and you know a lot of a lot of different people i would imagine can point to the monsters as being their first love of you know all things scary halloween you know that type of thing right and so like me watching this film i'm i'm interested in probably much like you is is how does rob zombie who has has like made his name on the grotesque telling of horror stories. You go back to a thousand, uh, House of Thousand Corpses or um, The Devil's Rejects, which you can find our review of of that great film um, in the back catalog. Whew, that's an adjective I wouldn't have used. <laughs> and, and like, you can see where, you know, he has a genuine love of horror. That's what he likes. He is he's engrossed in it. He has a cast of character or a cast of actors that he that definitely he, is a stable of actors. He leans. He on. does, and his own wife is one of them. But he, um, he's he is at least in this film he's he's outside of his box, and I appreciate that. When and I and I I had to I had to kind of find myself. Uh, thinking in that mindset of okay, this is not Rob Zombie of you know the Devil's Rejects. This is a different Rob Zombie, and and I I've got to at least give him a, a little leeway when I'm watching this view when, when I'm watching this movie with a, a critical lens. Is because I'm like, this is such a drastic departure, and I mean like 180, just completely off the wall has. N- if you had told if like if I had seen this movie f- before I saw any other Rob Zombie movies and then I saw House of a Thousand Corpses or Devil's Rejects, I would have been like, what the fuck? This man got tormented somewhere along the way. And, you know, it's just I'm a pre- I appreciate a, a film, a filmmaker that can that tries to tell a different story, but also, uh, you know, pay homage to you know, a story that he credits for for getting him to the place he's at, I guess. I don't know. Okay. That being said, now you've, you've, you've licked his butt. Okay. And he's very pleased with that. Now, what (laughs) did you think of this movie? Okay. In a vacuum, forgetting that it's butthead and that he's made trash and that you like the trash and he's doing something that's outside of his normal version of trash. Yeah. What did you think about the monsters? 2022? Uh, (sighs) I, I don't think it was a very well told story. 
I don't think there was a story. What no, was the story? It, it was. It's a story of how you know Herman Munster and and uh, Grandpa's daughter get together, and Her name is Lily. Lily and how you know they fall in love. I think that that's that's the kind of the main story. And then there's kind of some spinoff, you know, prequel stories of how Herman Munster came to be, and you know he had his, uh, <laughs> he had a kind of a, a brain snafu when, uh, uh, the Frankenstein guy, I forget his name, um, Herman. And his, no, was it Herman? No, not Herman. You said Frank. Oh, the guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. The doctor. The doctor. Frank is like yeah, Doctor Wolfgang. Wolfgang. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's his uh, uh his assistant Floop, uh, mixes up the brains and accidentally puts a now Floop know. is played by Ore Garcia, who uh, if you watch Lost, yeah. Played Hugo the, on Lost. That's his. And claim this is the fame. first thing I can think of that I've seen him in since then. Yeah, it's his claim to fame. That's. I mean, everybody recognizes this big grizzly bear of a man. Um, He's huggable, isn't he? He is a huggable man. But so, like, I, 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 I didn't think there was a a, a good story here. I think a lot of it is, uh, you know, a, not effects, but but makeup. And um, color palette, and I will say that I did enjoy the makeup and color palette um, of this film. I thought it was super vibrant, and from what I read, Rob Zombie was absolutely going for over-the-top color uh, color uh, schemes and palettes here, and he wanted something that was going to be that was going to pay homage to the original show as far as makeup goes. But also, uh, stand on its own today. Okay, well, you also watched a different film, okay? Because what I saw was just the most batshit mayhem ever put to film. The um, I didn't say that, it was a good film. I did. Oh yeah, you also didn't mention that it was out of control. I mean, this it, thing it, is <laughs> out of control. Um. <laughs> Is it boring? No. So therefore, no. it tops about 50% of the garbage we watch. Right. Um, but it's still one of the worst movies I've watched. It's, it, But it's also not in a lot of ways. Because, like you said, there is this sort of just going for it that this movie does that I find kind of appealing. It's got charm. It's It, it legitimately has charm. Uh, if, of a different sort. It's not... I'm trying to think of a movie with charm that I compare it to, but it's not the sort of charm where you're like, oh, it, like Princess Bride charm, right? Okay. There's that fairy tale charm to it. This has a different kind of like making a movie with your friends kind of charm and just saying, like, I, I kind of want to do this weird thing where Herman Munster is in a band and he's doing terrible stand-up jokes while being in a metal band and someone just being like, hell yeah, let's do that. You know, and and that's kind of interesting that there's at no point, I don't think, and I wasn't in the room, but this movie feels like at no point someone said, no, that's weird and dumb. They just said, you know what? Let's go for it. Let's just go for it. And it kind of 
it doesn't work. I, I was trying to say it kind of works. It doesn't. It doesn't work. But at a lot, you're never going to watch a movie like this ever. Yeah. There is nothing else that this compares to. It is batshit from the get. The thing I said about Herman Munster being in a rock band where he does stand-up jokes as the lyrics is real. And it's on purpose. That's the thing. Is, is, well, it's everything like, it's is not on at, purpose. It's not out of left field, though. What would have been crazy is if Rob Zombie was filming and that scene accidentally happened. Now, that's crazy. Like, oh, God, they're playing drums. Oh, God, he's doing his lines. As, oh, God, we filmed it. Oh, God, it's in the movie. That would be interesting. No, of course they I'm, did it on purpose. No, what I'm saying is that Herman Munster doing stand-up is, uh, it goes right in with the story is because old Floop put the wrong brain in the in the monster and he put this uh, stand-up comedian's brain in, in, in the monster. And so uh, Lily falls in love with the stand-up comedian after watching... Uh, the stand like some of the stand did he even do stand up no was that when he first came out and he's wrapped it, in right it was when like he a first mummy? yeah and, and i think a lot of what this film suffers from is that it is not immediately known that this film is a prequel um like it took me probably the first 30 minutes and then i'm like oh sh- that shit is is this before all the TV show stuff? I think it leads, and again, I'm not a Monsters fan, but from the tone and the feel I got and the way the story went, it felt like it led right up to the first episode. To the first to ep- the right. Po- to the point where like the last thing that happens is the classic Monsters theme plays, and you get the classic Monsters opening in black and white. The rest of this film is in vibrant color. Um like almost washed out, like someone turned the tent up, you know, yeah. on your TV, and it just kind of like, ooh, it's kind. I wasn't huge on the color. It wasn't the color palette. It was the that tent or whatever filter was put on that I. It kind of felt like other Rob Zombie movies to me a bit, if a little brighter. So a uh, little little research here. Uh, Rob Zombie originally went to Universal. And was like, hey, I want to make this movie in black and white. And Universal was like, oh, fuck you, bro. No. Um, And Rob Zombie was like, oh, fuck me. No, fuck you. Uh, I'm going to turn the color up to a thousand then. And he, he, from the article I read, he's on record as saying that, I think it was Variety, as saying that he wanted something so crazy that it looked fake. Uh, the color color scheme, and yeah, I pulled it off. I think right, and and like the entire movie is so bright and over the top that it is it is cartoonish. It is, um, it it kind of makes you discredit what is being told via the story, uh, because you're like, wait a minute, I I I don't know what to think because the colors are so bright. So how can I take anything that's going on being, you know, with seriousness? Well, it, there's no point where the movie is serious. Well, no, but like I'm saying, like, you know, if I think I think Rob Zombie knew that if he was going to have a movie that was so bright color wise that he could not tell a story that was anything but 
over the top cheese. Um, and I mean, it's very over the top and it's, it's super cheesy. And, and I think if that's the way the movie was meant to be, be seen, I think that it, it accomplishes that. I'm not saying the story was good Ooh. and I'm not saying the movie was good. I'm just saying that if Rob Zombie meant to tell this story this way, I, I believe he accomplished this what is, he, this is where, where you're going. Okay. I, I'm really surprised that you've, uh, are taking the defense of the monsters. I'm not. I'm not defending the movie. I'm just saying is that I, I want you to tell me about your experience watching the film. What happened to you emotionally? Emotionally, I didn't feel anything emotionally. I, I'm watching this movie, and I'm I'm thinking as as I'm watching this, I'm thinking, oh, this probably would have been better as a TV show. Um, you know, I I'm thinking, oh, Rob Zombie probably should have sold Netflix on an an, an eight episode show. Um, is because as a as a movie, it doesn't work. Ultimately, it doesn't work it, it, because it ultimately looks like a television show. It looks like a, a, a hyper-stylized television show. And that not to take anything away from the end product, but the delivery of this hyper-stylized version of the Munsters, I think would have been told better with all the same actors and all the same people making this film as a Netflix original show. Okay, so let's delve into the actors because I don't think I'd want more of this. But um, first off, I'll get the bad out of the way first, or at least in my opinion. Sherry Moon Zombie as Lily, and also she plays another role as Donna Doomley, who I don't remember who that is. I really didn't like her in this movie. She's doing a impersonation, maybe, of the other person. She's very off and talks like this. Oh, you must find the delighted. And I just, it didn't work. I didn't buy it. It just felt phony. How did you feel about it? Uh, I, I thought she's probably a little old to be playing the 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 character of who she's playing. Um. Yeah, especially in a prequel. But how old is she in the film? Uh, Hundreds uh, of years old. Okay, sure. <laughs> I'm, she says but, it. She's like 800 years old. But she's also meant to look like a mid-20s person. Um, and I just, I she, I mean, while Sherry Moon Zombie is an attractive woman, I don't think she accomplishes what uh, this film was going for. And especially because because uh, Daniel Roebuck is playing her father, and and I'm pretty sure Sherry Moon Zombie might be older than he is. Um, but anyway, regardless, okay. So let's segue into Daniel Roebuck. He plays Grandpa, yeah, um, the Count. The Count. I thought he was better. Um, yeah, no, he's. I mean, he's he's good. I thought I thought, I thought he uh, Daniel Roebuck's a he's a. Um, He's a funny dude. I don't know if you've ever seen him anything else, but uh he's a character actor and like uh what's the what's the name of he he plays a guy in um Damn, what's the name of that movie? You got me. He's got like a thousand credit like acting credits to yeah. his name. So yeah, he, he does a good job and the makeup on him I, I kinda like it. It looks like Grandpa Munster. Um so I'm fine with it. Now 
I have to say that Jeff Daniel Phillips, with the absolute drivel he was asked to perform, I think he does a really great job as Herman Munster. I think he's actually kind of likable, and I really enjoyed his performance as Herman. Well, he, he gets the most to work with here. Yeah. Um, he also plays three roles. I don't know who Zombo is or <laughs> Shecky Von Rathbone, but he plays three characters. Uh, and, like, I've never seen, I don't think I've ever seen him in anything. You ha- He's in a lot of zombie movies. Don't you watch Rob Zombie stuff? I, I mean, I do, but, like, I don't, like, remember him as titular uh, characters in Rob Zombie films. But anyway, I, I think titular. he's... Titular. Yeah, titular. Um, he was in the Halloween 2 remake. Did he play Michael Myers? Nope. Uncle Seymour Coffins. Oh, my God, that movie's got to be horrible. The guy's name is Seymour Coffins. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. I don't care what you say. Rob Zombie is not a good director. I, I, part of that is appealing to me while watching The Munsters that someone said, yeah, let him do The Munsters. And he just went in there and just, he just did it. You know, he just shotgun blast did it. I'm making this damn movie. But he is not a good director. I, I, I just can't get behind. But that. you're ba- it, also all right. So also, you're basing that off of one film, two films. Okay, now two films. Yes, my apologies. Two films that are so drastically different, and neither of them are good. I think that, that like, if I were just watching his violent schlockfest, and it's like, yeah. hey, babe, then you could argue, oh, it's just not for you. But not only have I seen one of his violent schlockfest and hated it, go back and listen to The Devil's Rejects, but I've watched this PG comedy and hated this as well. Now, I didn't hate it as much as The Devil's Rejects, though. Because I think one thing I liked that this movie forced him to do was not just do his, like, not to edgelord <laughs> sort of violent, look how dark and deep like disturbing i am it forced him to just kind of get away from that and what we got instead was kind of wild like there's things i do like when there's like something happens and like the per- the character feels an emotion a strong emotion you see this like really cartoony shot of their face and the background with, like hearts going around really like that um i kind of feel like that was the right tone, and then other portions have the wrong tone. Uh, I really like the scene where Sherry Moon goes on a date with Orlock, uh, also known as Nosferatu, which is not his name. His name is Orlock, but the Nosferatu vampire. And that date is really funny to me, like him trying really hard. And then he takes her, he takes her like this back alley and does like the vampire disco, which is the dumbest thing, but it was the right kind of dumb. I was, I was like, you know what? Maybe this will work. <laughs> uh, so, so I, I think a lot of what I enjoyed about this film is the performances, and I because I thought they were appropriately over the top, but uh, calculated I in their really own. like uh, the doctor, uh, Doctor Doctor Wolfgang. Yeah, Wolfgang. Yeah, He's the no, same guy who plays Orlock as well. Yeah. No. I mean, Right, and, and so I think like the main of the main characters, the actors playing the main characters, I thought were super committed and and 
you know, we're uh, they seem to be having fun, and th- and I think that's a that's a telltale sign of a a movie that's made with with more heart than than anything else is that I'll I will back that up. I think this movie is made with heart. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a love letter to it's Rob Zombie's love letter to to a a time that he grew up in and he is crediting for for giving him you know some of the storytelling um chops I guess of you know where where a lot of his stuff originates from. But I do th- I do disagree with some of the directing choices he made as far as like how the film was shot. I really wanted more of this film other than certain just um, scenes to be done in like the four, three aspect ratio, uh, the letterbox um, way of, of telling a story that old um, style where, you know, it's not widescreen. I mean, we're getting 4k uh, television here and I just I thought it it was kind of out of place in this comic booky um 1960s 70s way of telling the story even though it was super colorful and uh it it had a lot of callbacks to like current pop pop culture and I just I I disagreed with the way the film was shot even though I was like oh, okay well you know he's trying to tell a, a modern. He's trying to give a modern take on a on a seven year old, six year old story. Um, but also, Rob Zombie's not a good comedy writer. Um, and he's not a good writer. I don't. Know. He's just not. Like I get the appeal of why people would like his style and his like they're just all in on him but man i just i can't get behind him being like good as in like the films he turns out are worth watching they're just not oh <laughs> uh, okay i mean fair enough i it's <laughs> it's it's like i i don't know i don't know i don't know what kind of rebuttal i can give you based off of your your experience of two films that are drastically different but um He's. This is the first film that he's ever, like, kind of just dived into a different, uh, not genre. I guess genre. Yeah, uh, different genre. Um, even though the aesthetics are somewhat appealing to him, you know, uh, vampires and monsters and all that. But he, like the the jokes here are are like they're very nineteen sixties. And like just the the way that he shoots certain scenes, like the the scene where they're um, where Herman and uh, and Lily are on their honeymoon in Paris, and they they kind of walk into a courtyard where there's a mime and people are are eating dinner and and people realize you know he's a monster and they start screaming. And it's just it's it's just a weird way of shooting shooting that scene is very it's very television it's very 1960s and i was just like bro i don't i don't need you to shoot this as 1960s like i can i can go back and watch the original monsters if i want to watch the 1960s monsters um 
I I, I kind of wanted it to be more streamlined for a, a today's audience. Um, and so that's that's probably my biggest knock on the film is that he kind of he kind of leaned too far in to me uh, to the the 1960s storytelling where I was like, ah, man, this is not this is not what I thought it was going to be. And uh, and that's that's where the film kind of loses its luster for me. Is that's like I could I could have gotten on board if it, if this was like, hey, fish out of water, nineteen nine, you know, nineteen nineties, two thousands telling of the monsters, and they're they're now modern day, you know, fish out of water. I could have gotten fully on board with that story, and I would have liked to have seen that with these characters. I. I just maybe Rob Zombie's not that type of filmmaker. Maybe he is a one note filmmaker, but um, that's that's where that's where I'm. I I, I was like, oh, okay, well, here we are, an hour and a half. Yeah. Um. What anything memorable jump out to you? Like because to me, this is like a fever dream, and I really like I said the things that stuck out to me were the the scene with Orlock that date. I remember that being at least weirdly entertaining, but the so there's the su- not even a subplot, but like the plot is like her brother is a werewolf who owes a debt to a witch. So he sells, he tricks Herman into selling the mansion to the witch. And now they have to move to Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the original scene with Herman coming out, you know, as a as a mummy doing stand up. I think that was like as far as first inter- introduction to the character, and then the 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 mime the the honeymoon scene in in Paris was another one, and then may, maybe the end of the film. But so they they get to town. Okay, so they get to this suburb in what I think is L.A. And it's all it's Halloween day, so they don't uh, stand out at all because they just everyone assumes that the monsters are in costumes, and all the neighbors are in costumes, the kids and the the realtor and all of this. So that they're. They're totally comfortable in this situation. It's just like Transylvania. And they have a party that like welcomes their new neighbors and their neighbors win or the monsters win like a costume contest because they're not really wearing costumes. And they go to bed and then they wake up the next day to realize that all their neighbors look like you and I. Right. And it freaks them out. And then the movie just ends. The movie just stops. Well, they got they they. They get a a letter from Lester, or well, Lester shows up at the door, and oh, that's right. And they they realize that they're they're rich now, and Lester apparently the his the money he got he must have been an uncut gems. He the money he <laughs> got from selling the house, he goes to Vegas to gamble, and he comes back just Deus Ex Machina style. Yeah, I want a bunch of money. You're rich now, and. The character, I don't think, would give them money. I just 
you know, it just seems out of character for the yeah, character. He's, but he's sleazy. It's like it's just setting up to say, okay, you're rich now and you live in Hollywood and you're in the suburbs. And then the movie just stops. It, it goes to uh, the opening of the original Munsters with the theme, the iconic theme, the iconic opening of the characters walking through the door. And then it goes to credits. And it just took me by surprise. Like, oh, that's it? That's the movie. Like, and I was kind of feeling like there was there an arc? The arc was she meets Herman. They have to move. Yeah. And now they live in Hollywood. That's Yeah, that's the arc. That's the whole story. Yeah. That's the whole conflict. I, I think I think a lot of this movie is 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 grabbing at your nostalgia. Whether or not you grew up with the monsters or you you had parents that grew up with them or you know, you just remember seeing it on TV at certain points. I think the that's what this movie is going for. It's it's trying to grab the viewer and say, "Hey, don't you remember these cast of characters? Well, let's look at them in full-blown color and and I I just all, and also, I think that uh, Rob Zombie was just this is a passion project for him, and and so he didn't really give a fuck about what anybody thinks. He was just telling the story he wanted to tell. There's something charming about that. Sure, I don't think it makes a good movie, but so I think we have to at least as to see how the a proper film would be made of this is to look at the Adams family. Mm-hmm. Because the source material is really similar. Whether whoever did whatever first doesn't matter. But it's about two sort of horror-esque families living in the real world. And the one from 91 with Christina Ricci and uh, the late great Raul Julia, Christopher Lloyd, Angelica Houston is so good and stands the test of time as just being a good movie. Like, it honors the past. It brings it into the present. And with a tremendous cast. Because as much as we like the general cast of this, it's a B cast, right? Sure. None of these yeah. people are Angelica Houston, Raul Well, Julia. yeah, they're not, they're not household names. Right. But they're not that talented to to be blunt they're not yeah, as talented sure. as christopher lloyd is right and so could this movie be better i think absolutely it could have been if it were taken seriously but i think the movie is shot in the foot as soon as you hand it to zombie because and maybe you give it to him because you don't plan on having a budget and you just want him to go for it just to churn some garbage out but i think this is just kind of like a guy playing around with these characters that he loves, but doesn't know how to actually create and structure a story to go around them. And and maybe he should have said, oh, wait, the, a prequel's just not interesting enough. Maybe they should already be established like you did in the, you know, the Adams family. The family's already established, right? And then they only introduce Christopher Lloyd to the mix. And it just kind of makes a more simplified thing. But this is such an early origin story in the film that I think it hampers 
the story from the get. And then Rob Zombie's directing, and then the fact that he only uses people he likes to work with in his close little group of actors he likes to have on board. I think it just keeps it from being anything more than just a B-rate schlock fest. I will I will give you that if this film had been directed by um, Tim Burton, we're probably I mean we're probably having an argument over you know how good of a movie was it, and 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 like that that's the difference between a Rob Zombie and a Tim Burton is that ultimately Tim Burton knows how to keep a contained cast of characters and tell a, a a story that isn't too big but also ev- evokes a lot of emotion in, in 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 a bunch of characters throughout his story like there's no emotion at all towards any of these characters in None. the yeah. monsters and for better or worse i think it hurts the film is because we don't get to feel anything for the characters. Ultimately, the entire movie is based on the feeling of how bright do you want this? And and ultimately, you have to be on board with watching a a campy version of a, you know, a Tim Burton movie. And oh, that's giving this a lot of credit. Well, I, I, I but I also think that's probably a lot of where Rob Zombie gets his, or I'm sorry, where Rob Zombie gets a lot of the, the the jumping off points for this movie from is Tim Burton. I mean, I think about it. A lot of Tim Burton films are just vibrant color. Um, I think they're, they're more drowned out, right? Like this is, um, this is so bright and so turned up. It looks like a shitty club. That you'd go to in your twenties. Well, I mean, um, even there's one point in this movie where they're at a club, <laughs> right? And it it looks and it's so like the stage that he's on is so small, yeah. And it's like an igloo he's in, and then she's like two tables away, and that's the whole restaurant or wherever this is. Um, it just like I'm okay with Rob Zombie and what he's made. This is just this batshit thing but to take it anywhere beyond it just being a weird thing to watch feels wrong because this isn't a good movie it's bad and I don't think it teeters close enough to so bad it's good it's super cringy at parts Ugh. yeah and, I, and I, I, I agree with you more than I disagree is because I, I do I don't think Rob Zombie is a talented enough filmmaker to span genres, um, but I do credit him for trying, and I do sure credit him for like kind of going out of left field and and saying I'm going to make the fucking kind of move kind of monster monsters movie I wanted to. I'm on board with that. I but, told like that's the charm of this movie is right. that it's him saying I'm going to make the damn movie I want to make and. Be it good or bad, I'm not taking any damn notes. I'm just going to push this through. And he did. He did. Yeah. And here it is. <laughs> and here it is. I, I, no, I, ultimately, I do I do think that Rob Zombie acknowledged... I, I believe he's acknowledged where he gets his bread and butter. And 
I, I don't think we're going to see too much from combi, comedy writer, director Rob Zombie uh, in the future. Um, I just think this this passion project of his stands alone, and it's it's a unique watch. I'll put it at that. I'll leave it yes. at that. It's a unique watch, and I, I don't think you can watch this and be like, oh, man, this is a complete waste of my time. Um because there's nothing else out there like it right now. And and especially if if you're watching this with a you know pre the preconceived notion of, hey, I, I once upon a time saw the Munsters television show. Um and that made me feel certain things. And now I'm gonna watch this movie based on the Munsters and I, I just I there's a, there's a certain there's there's certain charm f- that comes with with this type of film, and uh, while it's not a good film, I I will agree with you. It is not a good film. I I I, I cannot I cannot state that enough. It's not good. It's it's entertaining, and um it is it is unique enough that. I am I am okay with the fact that I donated an hour and a half of my time to watch it. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I, I think I've said all I can say. I mean, it is it's a bad movie, and I'll be surprised if some people can get through it. And um, I don't regret watching it, and it's not as bad as Sils Maria because, at the very least, this movie is not pretentious. It is. Here's all my warts and everything. Take a look. Now, I, uh, now what did you think of the makeup, though the 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 makeup uh, and th- the and the costumes? Um, I really liked uh, Orlock. I thought he looked really good. I liked uh, the Count. You know, Grandpa Monster. He looked really good. Sherry Moon looked fine. There doesn't need to be a lot of makeup there. That you know, uh, I really didn't like Herman's body. Because his arms and hands, they didn't like pad the lower arm. <laughs> no, no. And so he's got these buff, like, <laughs> by, like, I don't know, muscles, but his biceps, you know, whatever. And his we'll buff upper body. Muscles. And then from the elbows down, just normal dude. And it looks really weird. Um, that was the only costume I could say I didn't really like. Um, I think largely the costumes were really great. Like I didn't recognize that Igor was played by Sylvester McCoy, who was one of the Doctor Who's from the past, and I didn't recognize him. So his his uh, costume looked good. I thought um, uh, Igor Floop or whatever his name is, the assistant, he looked good. I think the the costumes and the sets, despite being small, and you can see where they had to cut budget, are are good. I wish that the movie weren't so bright um, because if it's hard to take it, I don't know. It like takes me out of it a bit. Like I'm like, oh, but from a visual aspect, the movie's actually not bad from a visual aspect other than the lighting, because the lighting actually takes away from the sets. And maybe that was the point to kind of hide things by having this glare. But, I think the costumes were good. Yeah, that, that that's what stood out to me as well is that I thought the uh, the costumes and for the most part makeup. I I agree with, and I don't know if it was on purpose. It very well could have been, 
um, Herman Munster's like muscles at different points were like deflated, um, and like you can clearly tell they they either were padded or um, just I, I guess enlarged for for camera. Um, but I, I do, I do thought I, I, uh, Robux character was had had a lot of good makeup. Um, I thought, I thought Sherry Moon's costumes were were really good. Yeah. Um, but like in the set design, like you said, it was, set design was really good. And I did read that a lot of this, a lot of this film was impacted uh, by the pandemic, and um, they had to end up putting a lot of the sets into storage. Uh, this film was originally slated for 2021 and got pushed pushed to this year, um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I mean f- visually, like you said, fine. I I mean, I had I had no problem <clears throat> with uh, how this how this film comes across. Um, it's just it's it's the story that just like completely loses it is, me. Yeah, it's. It is an. I I don't even know how to describe the story. It's literally, I I think one thing you said before was like it, it's it's too big of a story or too small of a story. I think this is too small of a story. The plot is so minuscule that they have to fill in with all this other crap, like meaningless scenes. Yeah. Um. That it really bloats the movie. Yeah. I I did okay. I can't recommend it, but can you? No, I'm not. I'm not gonna recommend this. This but... is horseshit. Let's <laughs> stop playing around, Mark. Okay, we've been really nice to this thing. This movie's garbage. It is hot garbage, and I can't stand pretending any further that it's any more than one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It's horrible, but it has some charm. <laughs> You gotta admit, this is a bad movie. This is bad, Mark. Yeah, it's not good. I know you're defending Zombie. I know. But this is bad. In a vacuum, you go to the theater. You don't know who to No, I'm not paying money to see this movie. You leave the theater, you're gonna be like, damn it. I'm not paying. First of all, I'm not paying money money to see this. That's why it's on Netflix. Bro, that's why this fucking movie went to Netflix is because... Universal knew it's horrible <laughs> that they could not release this film in the theaters. So they're like, "Hey Netflix, I'm going to give you a discount. Buy up the rights and put it on your platform. Put it on your platform. Try not to put our name on it. Right. Don't include me, don't CC me, just run it. We don't want it. It's I, so bad. I I just I'll never watch it again. It's it's terrible. No, I probably won't either. But I just I I, I Mark, you can't regret watching it. I don't come think. on, Mark. I don't think. I don't think you can re- regret watching it. I, I watch this film I, and I'm like I'm like what the fuck am I watching? But I'm like you know what? It's colorful. It's it's weird. It's got people that. in costumes. There are moments like this is not Sils Maria. Okay, where. It just ruins your life while you watch it. (laughs) Um, It is really bad, but it's not boring. And to me, that's the worst thing a movie can be is boring. And it's not boring, but I can't. It's bad. It's real bad. Uh, Well, Mark. Yeah. Spooky month is over. Oh, it's over. And we're going on a road trip. Uh, Traveling for the holidays, if you will. Let's go. 
And where are we going first? What's the first stop on our road hey, trip? First stop, we're we're gonna we're gonna bring it to you uh, from the deep south with uh, the musical. Oh, brother, where art thou? Oh, is it a musical? Oh. I think so. Again, um, I've not seen this. I know I'm in the minority. That's fine. I'm gonna fix it this week. I'm gonna watch Oh, brother, where art thou? Oh, it's so good. I I haven't seen it in probably 15 years, but it's so good. I can't wait. I'm going to watch it. We're going to have a great fucking time. Uh, George Clooney, uh, all the other people that are in this film. (laughs) Uh, John Goodman. (laughs) I've never seen it, and I at least know John Goodman's in it. (laughs) Uh, But it's a Fairly Brothers movie, I think, right? No. Is it? I think you mean Cohen. Cohen Brothers. That's right. I'm yeah, because Fairly it, Brothers, I'd have watched it by now. I'm a big <laughs> Fairly Brothers fan. It is a Cohen Brothers film. Um, yeah, we're we're gonna, you know, we got new got new music uh, mm. for your eardrums. Oh, but we it, got that means we got to say goodbye to Push. Yeah, from equally it, opposite. It is staying in my playlist. Love it. We appreciate. Uh, Equally opposite for allowing us to use their music on the podcast. Make sure you hit the the show notes for all their links. Um, throw them a follow. Uh, you can find their music wherever you get yours from. We appreciate them. They're doing big things. Um, Jeff. Yes, sir. Bring us into November with some words of wisdom. Don't watch the monsters. Now it's late, you the lamest to date Man, it should've been a quarter cause you fucking too fake All these bitches parasitic and cynical, slimy living And they try to dig it dirty, they did it to Johnny Lenny I'ma live and take what's given and get the cake with filling I'ma get someone to handle the dishes, tell me what's missing like You can blame them, they don't know no better Blood money, yeah baby, that's no no cheddar Lost my job the other day, get down vocal with that But growing my wings before I hit the ground, no pluck in my feathers